Welcome to Pixels, Clicks, and ROI, the Ad Skills podcast where we only interview paid traffic professionals who can produce real results. Today's guest is Joshua Bretag. Josh focuses on helping SaaS and e-commerce businesses with major market caps explode their businesses using Facebook advertising. You're going to love what he's got to talk about. More on that right after this. Here with Joshua Bretag. Excited to chat with you today, man. Thank you so much for being here. Cubatica, your agency, is helping people blow up on Facebook. You've been doing it for a long time. Excited to chat. Welcome to the show. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Of course. So uh, you've been a big part of Ad Skills for the last couple, three, two, three years. Been a really big part of our community and helping people out on the Facebook side. Um, really what makes you special is you focus in the e-commerce and the SaaS, the software as a service space, and you are helping companies with high growth caps and really a high risk tolerance, figure out how to become market leaders. I think that's what really makes you special. And so I wanna get into that, the process you help people do that. But before we get there, can we take a second and talk about your path to media buying? What led you here? What were you doing before media buying? And uh, just kind of that process that led you into building Cubatica. Oh uh, yeah, that was a pretty crazy process to get into media buying. So I started as a chef. Uh, originally, so I was studying, um, playing my own way through college and stuff. Uh, basically, was trying to figure out how to pay off the debt, which is like 60K or something like that, um, using a chef wage. It wasn't really quite enough. They're getting paid 10, 15 bucks an hour. So I started getting into affiliate marketing. So like, how can I make money online without working extra hours? And you find out that pretty much you work more hours doing affiliate marketing than you do actually chefing. Um, <clears throat> got into that and then moved into web development. So I just found out I liked web making websites and stuff got some success from my local restaurants and stuff which is really cool um so that's kind of like how the agency started getting born was then because i just did it for the restaurant i was working at and then um a couple of mates like cool can you get us leads and stuff you know get us sales and stuff for tuesdays and mondays so like the quietest nights ever um at restaurants and i was getting the place packed <clears throat> and that was like the early days and uh, i moved kind of more into uh crow because like what happened was I was making websites and stuff and then people were like, oh, it doesn't work. I'm like, well, that's because you didn't make a landing page or you didn't set your pixels correctly or you haven't actually, you know, gone and made stuff for the marketing side so they can actually, you know, make it perform. And then that's what kind of really got me into media buying and brought me full circle about it. it. was like, I was like, well, what's the point of making the website if you haven't invested as much time and effort into actually doing the media buying side and the planning and the... What really got me cool, what I really liked about the media buying side was just the analytics um, and the data and the Excel spreadsheets. I'm an analytical marketer um, by trade. I love the data. Give it to me any day of the week. Um, hence why, you know, native Facebook ads, it's just data. It's great. I love it. Absolutely. So you went from being a chef to kind of starting in that local business, then the conversion rate optimization, then media buying. And I don't know exactly if you, what you're allowed to share with your client roster. But you've had some really big clients. You've helped some companies go really big. Can you just give a little taste of like, I don't know exactly you're able to share, but you've helped a couple really big clients. Can you, can you give some background on the level of success you've been able to help people achieve? Yeah, so there's like one that we took. Uh, we took a startup, uh, which was basically they got a funding. I think it was like around about two million pounds or something like that. Um, so we helped them grow from like zero to 33 million pounds in the space of about 18 months. Um, and that was just purely most, I'd say, I wouldn't say purely, but like 80% of it was Facebook. Um, so we absolutely just bombarded Facebook. Um, it was, yeah, it was just crazy. Um, the first two to three months of that was absolutely horrible. Um, 
stupidly high CPAs, not working, and then all of a sudden that third or fourth month, um, using the system that we have, it just took off and went crazy because we just did so much research and stuff in the front end process. Other one was like, uh, used to be called Lost My Name, now called Wonderbly. Um, so at the time, they had an issue of the account, pretty much got stuffed up and died. Um, a new person came in and changed everything. Uh, and I was just kind of plateaued because they just kept having the same ideas about like what works, what doesn't work. So they kind of got us to come in and you know inject some fresh ideas and some new audiences and stuff. We took our research process into that business and we helped them kind of turn around. So like about 600K in sales. We helped them get to, I think it was about 1.3 million sales at the time um, in the space of about six months or something like that. And they were only on trajectory to do about 800K at the end of that year. Um, and to give you an idea that like we were spending, oh, I think it was 2 million plus pounds in the month or something uh, yeah. for like in, at the end of quarter fours and stuff. So like it, was just, it started going, like we were having issues with Facebook. We couldn't pay Facebook fast enough that our account was actually getting stopped because we weren't paying invoices fast enough. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think that's so cool is you, you basically what you do at Cubatica is you take a business with a promising market cap. You kind of strap a rocket to its back. And you just help it shoot up the ranks. And I think it's so cool. And I really want to talk about the process that you do use to do that. But before we do, um, one of the things we like to do is make sure that people understand how ad skills have been valuable to people who've been on our podcast. And you're a little different than the average student. You don't come into ad skills looking necessarily for course content. So what is it that you found valuable about our community? I know giving back is one of those things. What are the, one of the things that makes it really valuable for you? Um, for us, it's you know, staff training is a huge one. Uh, so I can send them to the courses. I do actually take the courses. I've done them all. Okay. Um, just because, like, I always find it's a good place to start for any new channel. Um, so, like, when we had to go learn native, I started with ad skill stuff, and then I moved on to other resources. When we started Twitter, I started with ad skills. Um, same with YouTube, same with GDN. Um, display and stuff, we had stuff back from uh, uh, Mike uh, a while back. So we used his button, you know, refresher came through ad skills. So like we definitely still use the courses and stuff. Uh, we get leads every so often from ad skills, which fit our kind of bucket area, which is quite nice, which I wasn't expecting to be honest. Uh, just because of the audience that ad skills has isn't tends to, doesn't tend to be our uh, target audience always. Um, but I've noticed that there's tons of leads and stuff, especially for the mid range to smaller kind of agencies as well, which is great. Like there's heaps of those and we might get maybe one or two a month. Um, out of that could be potential clients, definitely a high close rate on those guys. Um, so we'll close either one or both those clients in the month easily um, without much of an issue using the um, template that you guys created. So that helped us too. So we took the template that Justin had and then we've reworked it. Um, we found that it gave us a massive close rate. So that was awesome uh, and a great resource for us. And then also too, it's just um, having the network and people there as well. So we always, you know, even though we are big guys and stuff, we don't know everything. There are other guys that have good Facebook experience, have experience in other channels that we get stuff from. Um, we've chatted to a couple of guys there and we've got access to Facebook reps and stuff that we didn't have access to in like uh, the UAE or in the UK, but we had reps in Australia. So it's like sometimes you need help from reps in other countries and because you've got that network there, you can go, hey, someone got a rep in the UK. I've got a rep in Australia. Can you ask your guy in the rep UK for this? And I'll, you can ask my guy in Australia and I owe you in the future. So it's just that kind of cool networking stuff as well. Cool. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. We like to make sure that we're being valuable. And so I appreciate you explaining for the higher level media buyer that there's valuable as well. So um, thank you so much. So let's get into the good stuff. Let's talk about the process. When you and I are talking before the call, you kind of talked about really the need to make sure that people that work with you have to have a level of risk tolerance because you're going to test a lot of things. 
you're going to make sure that you are providing every research angle, every opportunity. And you kind of explained the growth to me. The first couple months are kind of flat, not necessarily a ton of stuff's going on. You're going to find something and then you're going to crank it up to 11. So can we kind of talk about that curve that, that you help clients get through? At the very beginning, when someone starts working with Cubatica, you talk about the research process. Can you go a little bit into what that looks like? Yeah, so for us, it's kind of like we go, give us all your landing pages, give us your product, send it to us if it's a physical product. Um, we'll go through and audit the website. So look at it from a conversion perspective. We'll give you pro advice as well. So like, please run this split test depending on how much traffic you have at the time. Like if you're a new startup, there's no real um, benefit in doing crow just because you don't have the traffic volume. It's kind of like make big tests, uh, you know, swing the bat and, you know, hope you hit a, hit a home run. Um, then also we'll kind of go down like, okay, well, what, depending on what the product is, like for an e-commerce, let's go down that angle because it's the easiest one to explain. We'll go to places like Amazon and eBay and we'll go and look at, okay, what other stuff are people buying based on, you know, your competitors? So, like, if you've got, uh, let's do, like, I was doing an example of this on weight loss previously. It's like, so let's say the, you know, you get, like, fat loss tablets. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, if you go and look up that, you can find that people wear certain types of sports gear. Um, women wear things like spandex and stuff like that. So, you can go and target people that are interested in spandex. You can go and look at certain brand names, certain people. Um, then you also have, like, the audience insights for Facebook. So, like, we go through um, plot information from that based on likes. I mean, you really go down into, like, a rabbit hole. So, we'll go, oh, okay, so they like this sort of page. Therefore, okay, well, then who likes that page and who likes that page? And just keep going down, down, down until we get to the point where you can't research any further. Um, then from there, we tend to look at all the competitors' different ads, what's working for them, what's, what, what's not. And this is just not just from a Facebook perspective but also on native. Um, just because native, like, the, the angles tend to be a lot sharper um, because the traffic isn't as high quality because um, it's not, you know, it's not based on, like, someone who's actually interested. You're trying to get them to click through. So I find the headlines and the, you know, first one to two paragraphs, the landing pages and stuff are just, you know, fantastic for taking stuff um, and then reworking it into your own ads. Uh, and normally what happens is like we'll test at least, I don't know, three or 400 different angles in terms of images and copy um, before we find something like normally what ends up happening is one, one to three kind of ads to start working, um, especially in the lookalike um, style of audiences. And we find like those ads will run, we can run them for like nine to 10 months before they start, the frequency caps gets too high and they start churning off uh, just because of the social proof that happens on the Facebook platform. So, like, for example, uh, with Simba Sleep, we have one ad that we put, like, a million pound behind it and made 11 million pound um, over the space of, I think it ran for 11 months. It was probably the worst-looking creative you've ever seen in your life. Um, and it worked. That's the thing, too. It's like we always test stuff that we think doesn't work as well just because we've seen it in the past where you think stuff that doesn't work actually works, um, which is completely bonkers. So when I bring it back to that example, it was just literally a mattress um, on the screen with the sizes perspective in a remarketing ad and that was it. That, that was all the ad was with the copy of buy now pretty much as the copy line. Like that should never work ever, but it did. Um, and if we didn't run it and didn't test it, then, you know, we wouldn't have got the trajectory that we did for them um, because of that one ad literally was like one third, of the, one third of the account in terms of revenue. That's crazy. So you start on Facebook, you find these audiences, you find, and I love the, the Amazon piece of going down the rabbit hole, finding similar interests looking on the Facebook insights piece. So you're finding this blanket and you're starting to build all of these angles. Once you find an angle that's starting to hit, let's say somewhere between one and three, 
what kind of another piece that you talk about is being able to get people to other traffic channels. So if they started on Facebook, they're finding success, you've got an angle. How do you take that angle and start to leverage it on native or YouTube or GDN? Do you have a process that you've kind of gone through to help people scale up across the different networks? Uh, so what we've found is like we normally partner with another agency when it comes to like a certain thing to get those those channels started just because there's so much work involved and then we kind of bring it back. Because what happens with most of our clients is like we work with them for like maybe 12 to 18 months and then eventually stuff goes in-house just because we've made them so big. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've always got a plan for that too. So that's, uh, we always know that from day one that we, we tell them, you're literally going to get rid of us. Like we know mm-hmm. that's going to happen at some stage. So let's not, you know, let's not beat around the bush about it. Let's yeah. bring it up front conversation, have a plan for when that happens. Um, so that's like why we started to look at diversifying the channels as well, just so we could start moving to other channels. So normally we'll bring on a partner, get them to start up that for us because also too, that's part of one of our lead generation strategies is we have partners that send us traffic, as well, send us clients to do the Facebook side. They'll do the native side and then we take over from them from the native side and just make it run afterwards. Um, and that's been like one of the huge um, lead gen sources for us as well uh, for that side. In terms of replicating the stuff across, uh, I tend to find that things don't, uh, pass over as well from Facebook to other channels in terms of like uh, Google and native just because like Facebook you're very restricted by what you can and can't say for certain markets mm-hmm. so you have to really pull back your guns whereas on native you can basically go for the Hilton they don't really care mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent they've got their rules but they're so much lax compared to like a channel like Facebook and Google's rules are even more tighter than Facebook's when it comes to what you can and can't say um, which is fine. There's no big issue, but it's just about, okay, we will always test that angle first, but normally I find that that angle that worked on Facebook doesn't always work on the other channels as well as what you thought it would. Um, especially for native, but native is one that takes a lot of time to get to work correctly. Like I normally don't see native working for at least three to four months. And after t- like you got to test so much stuff because it's got so many different properties. Like people don't realize how big native is compared to like, if you put Facebook and Google together, I think, I saw that native met, like they make up half a native in terms of like properties available and assets and stuff. It's nuts. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, okay. Well, that's, that's kind of the part where we, you, you get people started on Facebook. You can help them branch out. And I think it's cool that you, you kind of have a transition plan for replacing yourself. I think that's something that you're, you're projecting so much growth to help these groups out. They know they're going to bring it in house. That's almost one of those things. It's a nice guarantee to say, I'm going to make you so much money. You're going to replace me. That's a pretty cool piece of what you guys do. So, one other thing I really want to touch on is you are incredible on the tracking side. And I think that's a part that a lot of companies really struggle with is being able to have attribution across multiple channels. Can you just talk a little bit? You don't have to get super in depth because I know you can get really technical. How do you help a lot of companies that are in kind of the spaces that you're at level up their tracking so they can truly be a market leader? Um, I think it's more so like we, it might come as a surprise that like we would tell people to not bother about attribution tracking until you're at least making a million a month. Okay. But we go just like as long as the numbers and, and the, you've got the percentage of like plus or minus is like within the tolerance of like 10 to 20% mm-hmm. um, across all the channels for CPAs. Like I wouldn't bother with attribution money, which is like goes against what everyone says and everyone wants to know down to the nth detail. But attribution modeling is guesswork at best really um, for most things. Um, unless you can afford to build your own model that works for you. Like, there's things like, I know Wicked Reports and stuff, and they do a pretty damn good job um, for smaller guys. Like, if you if you really wanted to do it and you really wanted to go against what I'm saying, go get Wicked Reports or something like that and run with that because it's going to be easiest for you. Um, and they're going to put it in layman's terms so you can understand. But even then, like, it's not 100% accurate. and Nothing is 100% accurate. Um, I think so, though, we tend to focus more on 
rather than the attribution modeling is more so the tracking in terms of like pixels and stuff mm -hmm. and making sure they're set up correctly. So like, there's little things like no script tags that people just leave as like page view um, mm -hmm. on the checkout process, which is like becoming more and more important now with more ad blockers and stuff becoming, you know, being turned on Safari now with it's like in app blocking stuff, which is just thanks for that. Apple love you guys. Not, uh, so things like that. So like we've noticed like, on some accounts where we've adjusted the no script tag where it says that it's a page view um, mm -hmm. instead of like an actual checkout in the image tag which fires when an ad block is on uh, so your JavaScript won't fire. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen like 20% difference in CPAs just from changing that because of the traffic that comes from blocked um, sort of like a lot of people using incognito and these sorts of things as well. Um, so we've noticed like a huge difference with those you know technical kind of implementations things like running remarketing audiences based on how much a person has viewed a video, how many pages they've viewed in a certain category on your blog, um, things like how much time they've spent on your site. Like I know a bunch of people, for a while that was like, oh yeah, you should uh, not fire your Facebook pixel for like five seconds. Um, where it's like, no, you should fire your Facebook pixel right away, but have an event that fires off after five seconds for running remarketing audience because Facebook still needs to know about that sort of like, who is and isn't a good client for your website. or well, not client, but a visitor. Yep. Um, so that's like where we tend to get really, really technical, I find, compared to other agencies um, because we know like for the direct response, we don't really, we expect to kind of break even um, to, you know, make a loss between like between 100% to 150%. Um, so like we'll lose maybe 50% of that, but then we expect the remarketing to kind of pick it up and run. It'll have like a 200 to 300% ROI on it normally. Yep, beautiful. And I think that's that piece that you think of things from the technical side and how to deploy it with marketing. That's a big piece of helping kind of slingshot people to that next level is figuring out how to like think about the money conversation in their head. I think that's something you do so well is you help set expectations. So can we kind of jump into that really quickly? Whenever you're talking with a new client, you told me earlier like the conversation that you have of setting the right expectation. If someone's interested in working with you, what really mindset do they have to have in order to be successful with Cubatica? Uh, for me, I want them to at least have done some performance marketing before or experienced it with a proper agency um, or just a person in general. And then it tends to be like, okay, I'll ask them the question of like, if I spent 10 grand and didn't get you a single sale, what would you do? Um, and it's, it's like, uh, the answer to that question is like, pretty much tells me how, how, what level of risk they're at or willing to take to make a success. So like to give you a difference, like we've had one client where we didn't get success for them and that's because they're just like, they wanted a certain CPA from day one and like that just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You can't make that happen. Um, sometimes I can make it happen, but I can't guarantee it. And you know, if I do make it happen, you're laughing because I can tell you now in about two months time, it'll plateau um, and it will change and have to be reworked and have to do stuff. Um, and it really tells me about, it tells me a lot about how they think about marketing and how they understand marketing as being a risk. Like it's not always a guarantee that it's going to work and just hiring a certain agency isn't always going to be a guarantee that it's going to work for you. Um, Cause for at least the first two months, we're just researching and testing all different angles, different landing pages, split testing stuff, usually um, different copy, different audiences. We're looking at the pixel. We're changing that up to find new audiences and do it that way. So it's like you can't guarantee stuff from day one. So I'm like, cool, what if we went and researched with 10 grand, you know, what's your answer to that? And like I normally get three answers like, oh, no way, you know, that's I'll get rid of you on the spot. You know, that's, that's you know, you're hopeless, that wouldn't work. I'll get the, oh, okay, like, you know, 
that that hurts a bit, you know. But, you know, I could potentially absorb that, but why? Why would you waste 10k before that sort of thing? And then I get the third person like, oh, it's only 10k. That's that's nothing. I understand that you're doing research and all that sort of stuff. As long as we can kind of expect that over that 10k period that we see the ROI is starting to drift up towards the end of that period. Um, and that's the kind of person I want to talk to normally is that person who understands that, you know, it's a gradual process before you can get that hockey stick growth. It doesn't come from day one. Yep. That's awesome. So if someone now understands e-commerce SaaS, Facebook, you know, big opportunity wants to go big with Facebook advertising, you're the group that can really help them. If they're that, if they're that fit and they've listened to this podcast and they're excited about this, how can they get in touch with you to see if they can become one of your clients? Uh, just jump on cubatica.com um, and you can contact us from there. Uh, we've got a nice little media buying page explaining our previous successes and stuff with a whole bunch of different e-commerce, SaaS, and even info products actually just recently. Awesome. Well, that's that's great. So that's cubatica, C-U-B-A-T-I-C-A.com. And yeah, I will make Perfect. So I will make sure we put a link to that down below. Um, but that's where you can reach Joshua Britag. So Josh, thanks so much time for the time today, man. It was exciting to have you on. Um, really appreciate you chatting with through with me and we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me, John. Glad to help. Cheers. If you found this tutorial helpful, make sure you click on the subscribe button on the screen right now. Also, if you'd like to join the Daily Edge and get the daily dose of what's working in paid traffic and tracking, you can text Daily Edge to 44222.